1: a call! Hey, behave. You know, weird times uh, make for uh, shows that pop out of nowhere, which is what this was. It wasn't going to be a show. We were going to do a quick, quick little video last minute. Then we start talking enough to talk about. Might as well go live. Who knows? By the time some of you might be listening, maybe this ends up on the podcast feed. Um, you know, content is uh, it's flexible. Uh, we, we got 30 minutes, so
2: it's a doubleheader or Monday Night Football. So. That's
1: right. So uh, we just uh, we did a quick uh, YouTube. Let's jump on, and we jumped on. That's the beauty of it all. So here we are. Uh, so while we're here, we'll tell you we're sponsored by our friends at Tito's. Handmade vodka. Double header, John. Might as well make it a double. A uh, little, gin, little ginger beer, maybe a little uh, transfusion. I had a big debate. I didn't understand the transfusion and the infusion are two different things. The infusion is like what our guy Devin made us. We went golfing uh, with him several months ago. We walked out with, like, a, a a a jar, you remember that filled with vodka and fruit? Yeah, that was an infusion. The transfusion is
2: just like here's some grape juice. Yeah, I the, know the, the 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 infusion is something that like you know guys that really enjoy their booze. I, I've been around it. The, the, yeah. uh, there's a bar in Tahoe that had a very similar one with fruit. You just kind of let it sit. It's almost like the vodka's version of like sangria. A little bit. I mean, it's a little different just mm-hmm. because it's just vodka and mm-hmm. the fruit. Sangria has got a lot of different shit, But it's just, you know, where you're really factoring in the natural juices from the fruit. Yep. I like good. Uh,
1: that's a good comp there. Uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka. Enjoy Monday Night Football, maybe, or Thursday Night Football, maybe. What's our Thursday night game this week? Steelers-Bangles or Browns-Bangles Ooh, or something uh, like that? sounds right. Titans-Bills uh, tonight. Vikings-Eagles. eagles Oh, this is week three. Sorry, stand by.
2: Steelers-Browns. Steelers-Browns. Great. Pretty shitty. Yeah. But, you know, Amazon is what it is. Yep. Uh, We'll take it. All right, so you can bet on that game
1: at DraftKings, uh, John, with the promo code HAM. DraftKings with the promo code HAM. Uh, The DraftKings Sportsbook is uh, making it um, very – give you a good reason. To go to the DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just five bucks on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Just use the code HAM when you
2: sign up. Download the Sportsbook right now. Uh, The app, very easy to use. Promo code HAM, get yourself a little bonus, get on it, do it now.
1: Yeah. uh, Oh, because they got the parlay thing going. The parlay thing, which is every leg you add boosts your winnings 100% on a parlay. So minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details uh all right a lot of different elements we want to talk about here with trey lance who had the niners announce successful ankle surgery on uh, monday he tweeted a photo posted a photo Insta story to photo of himself in the hospital bed giving a thumbs up and uh i know kyle shanahan talked to the media as well on um on monday uh one of the things we'll talk about a few different elements of this but uh one of the things that has gotten attention was something that mike silver wrote actually on i think this was on sunday night somebody uh Anonymous, I'll leave them anonymous, DM this to me on Sunday night with like eyeball emojis. So this is what Silver wrote. Um, This is the part that nobody wants to say publicly, but something several players and coaches enunciated privately in the wake of Sunday's game. The 49ers are a better team right now with Garoppolo quarterback than with Lance. As two of these realists told me after the game, quote, I can't say it, but you can. So I will, writes Silver, for all of Lance's potential, Kyle Shanahan's plan to have a raw second year player learn on the job while quarterbacking a team built to win now was not universally acclaimed inside the locker room. Garoppolo at 35 and 16 as the Niners starter inspires more hope, at least in the short term. If I mean, I,
2: after what we just witnessed on Sunday, the, the debates are over in terms of we were all rooting for this guy. Not a soul wanted him to get injured. The Jimmy thing, you know, it was a lot of conjecture. It felt like the reaction to these guys and then factoring in, I would say the Bears game was a pretty big indictment of the guy was swimming, literally and figuratively. (laughs) Offensively, they were going to struggle. I had envisioned, I've been telling you this for a long time, an absolute debacle coming up on the road Sunday night football in Denver. And the problem with that is one o'clock. Sunday afternoon, Seattle. It wasn't the national game, right? The previous week was a 10 a.m. kickoff. Sunday night football is the number one show in America. And these guys, if you're a great player, and the Niners have several of them, in the peak and the prime of their powers, they are trying to win now. This guy did not earn the job. He got the job because of where he was drafted. We've said over and over, that if they just competed for the job, Trey could not have beat out Jimmy Garoppolo. He would have been the second-string quarterback on the team. And if we know that, you better believe Trent, Juice, Debo, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa know that. Why? They are trying to win playoff games. And I think they know, for all of his flaws, that they can compete and win playoff games. I was less confident through the game and the two series that the Niners were some shoe in at, at a playoff team with Trey Lance as the quarterback. It was going to be difficult because their head coach had zero trust in the player. And it, it was, I just, maybe it worked out, maybe it didn't, but I know through his flaws, and he's going to have some ugly moments, that if he stays healthy, they can win double-digit games and they'll be a playoff team. And hell, they, they could win the division. I, I think it's pretty, you know, Arizona's got some flaws. I think the Rams, you know, the Niners obviously play the Rams really well. And shit, they never can beat Seattle, and now they just kick Seattle's ass. That's underrated part about yesterday. We didn't really even talk that much about the game game, besides like Jimmy's performances. They just beat Seattle. Now I think it's fair to say Seattle might not be great. I think Trey Lance was going to beat Seattle by a couple scores too. I do too. But you agree these next two games, Denver and the Rams, with a lot of a pe- lot of eyeballs on those games, it could it could have got to the point where. You lose a couple games, and and maybe you're at the point if you're Trent Williams or you're Fred Warner, like you say something like this is we're, we're trying to win right now. I, I I get like the health of the franchise, but this young guy's not ready. And there were clearly a lot of guys in that locker room that you just can't say that like you're not going to be the royal asshole, even if a lot of people are thinking it. But you get a you lose three of your first four games. I think a lot the fans wouldn't mind someone saying that, right? You couldn't say yeah, now, I mean that's, there that's were a couple just- losses away.
1: I don't think there are any. I don't think I, I think the likelihood that somebody was going to say something publicly was extremely low. That's just not been part of the Niners' operation under Kyle Shanahan. Now maybe somebody says something to Kyle, but the idea that Trent Williams says something after a game, I still think is unlikely. That's just not been the way this this locker room has worked under Kyle. Um, but I do think there've been enough little reports here and there. Or people, you hear things secondhand. There've been enough of those things out there that this is clearly not some brand new opinion, which is understandable. Um, now, I think the X factor with Trey, if we're going to be fair to the po- to his possibilities, was part of the point of him needing to play was also the possibility that guys get better as time goes on and that he would have been better a month from now than he was today. But that was part of what made the Bears game hurt, was that you just don't have, um, you know, you can't do, you know, well, I mean, you can, who knows how it plays out, lose a couple games early and then make up for them later, but it was just such a major unknown. Now, the problem with Jimmy, not the problem, the reality with Jimmy Garoppolo, he is a known. And what you know is it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a little bit of a roller coaster. So we'll see how it all plays out. But you also know he can make enough plays if your team is good enough around him to be a playoff level team and a championship contender. That's what they've been twice with him as their quarterback, a championship level contender. Well, I think thing, I was just let me just say this about this part, John is like here's what I think reading that is that um, there was a real possibility whether or not somebody was going to actually say something, that Kyle Shanahan was going to have a problem on his hands if Trey Lance didn't play well. Now, was Trent Williams going to say something publicly or player X? We could disagree. I, I find it unlikely, but maybe. But regardless of that, I do think this little silver story here is some evidence that Kyle Shanahan was going to have a problem that he was going to have to manage. Maybe more of a problem than he realized coming into the season. And part of that problem is exacerbated by keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around. But even if Jimmy Garoppolo had been traded for a third-round pick, a trade that if they had done that, if they had traded Jimmy Garoppolo, let's let's even make it juicier, for a second-round pick a month ago to who knows who, I think everybody would have celebrated that trade as an incredible uh, value for Jimmy Garoppolo. We would have. But even if they had done that, and then Trey Lance plays, the players who are on that team would still be comparing Trey Lance to the guy they know they had. Facts. And if it hadn't been going well, Kyle Shanahan was going to have a problem on his hands, with or without Jimmy Garoppolo in his locker room. So having Jimmy kind of turned out to be the saving grace in the sense that Trey got hurt, now they got him. But if Trey had been hurt and Jimmy wasn't here, Kyle would have a problem because and, – and look, Jimmy could get hurt. But because he made a clear decision to move on, and if the players don't think that this guy's better while they're trying to win, um, I don't know if there would have been a mutiny, but there would have been a major problem for Shanahan. And I've thought for a long time that Kyle is pretty bulletproof when it comes to job security. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's been to the NFC Championship game. I know what his overall record is. I know it's not good, but I've also seen his ceiling. And I know Jed York, as you and I have talked about many times, has no incentive and no desire to go on some coach search. But if that had happened, if either Jimmy had not been around or he'd stuck with Trey through Trey struggling with Jimmy still around, I think it could have created an environment that maybe would have put some doubt in Jed York's mind. I think that's that's what he – this is insight as to what he was about to deal with if Trey Lance didn't win football games, injury
2: or not. I, I think one thing I've consistently seen on the internet, on our chats, on YouTube, on, on the comments is twofold. First and foremost, how – why did they make this – why did they trade up for this guy? And two, like you guys were bullish, specifically me, like now you're being kind of negative. First and foremost, when you make a trade, you're swinging for the fences on the potential. That that is part of drafting. We talked a lot about that on Sunday Night Pod. When you and I were at practice, like the one thing, it's it's impossible, shorts and T-shirts, to not get excited about stronger arms. It's easy to kind of get behind that. But I've said my entire life, and I'm not a football coach, I don't value practice that much. The 49ers' best offensive player, By a fucking mile when it comes to skills is Debo Samuel. Debo's not a great practice player. You know what? It doesn't matter when he's got those three Seattle guys lined up ahead of him on that zone read and he gives them the Allen Iverson. Did you see the end zone view of that run? The three guys were right there. He gives them this and goes, they all go this way and he goes around them. You don't teach that. That is Instincts. That guy is an elite player. I don't care about practice. Lawrence Taylor used to sleep in because he did crack and drank all night, and it did not matter. He's the greatest defensive player widely considered ever. So Trey Lance in practice, we've seen some good, we've seen some bad. I bet on it. But then the games come, he can't, he's not an accurate thrower. He is not an accurate thrower of the football. And no one knows that until you play the games. It's what all, you've been around coaches your entire career. I've been around coaches now 12 years or whatever. And it just, you, you hear these guys like, it feels good. We'll have to see what he does in the game. Right. We have to see what he does in the game in baseball. Yeah. they don't talk like that because you just play every day. It's like, yeah, you just get, we'll get him some more abs B's and just keep playing basketball. It's like, yeah, we just, this next month, we're going to give him a lot more minutes and, and football. It's like, you know, he's having good practices, but see how he, how he reacts in the game environment. And it's just the game environment from a passing standpoint. Leaves me nervous. And then the other thing is, I have all these friends all over the NFL who just you know work for Team X, Team Y, Teams Z. That they don't, they're indifferent for the Niners. They always ask me about them because they know like I am so closely associated. We talk about them, I watch them, and they're fascinated just because most I don't know scouts in the league are into the draft and <laughs> they wrote up. A, they're like, God, I I just watched Trey's performance. It didn't look good. Right. Or God, the the mechanics, they don't look changed. So I I think it's fair to go like if I'm saying that and you're saying that and like people around the team are like, God, we just makes us a little nervous. What do you think the players are thinking? What are the players thinking? It's not we weren't rooting for him. Hell, we were rooting for him. We weren't rooting against him. I would have loved him to be a star. And maybe the world is still on his side and he can become one. But he is light years away from that. We said from the beginning, a lot of people freak out about the word project. He is one of the biggest projects we've ever seen drafted that high. Is that fair to say? Definitely in our adult life. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can talk about busts, but there have been busts that
1: played high-level football, right, in the SEC, played in conference championship games at high levels.
2: Like Jamar- uh, Jamarcus, think who Jamarcus game. beat in the in right. his famous bowl the game? First, he beat Notre time. Dame,
1: exactly. So I think it's fair. I also think it's. I don't even think we have to like when you say he's inaccurate. Like I even think you can be more bullish on him and still make that. You can even say like you know he's only he hasn't been accurate yet, but he doesn't have a feel for the game yet. I think you can even have a more bullish perspective on him and still have everything else you said be be a completely legitimate take you know what i'm saying like because i think some people will nitpick. like well how do we know he was an inaccurate he's barely played okay let's accept that for a second all this other stuff is still true that you have an inherent struggle when you're trying to win football games and you're trying to develop a quarterback developing a quarterback and playing a young quarterback are two different things playing a young quarterback is okay once he gets up to speed with this new level of football he'll be ready developing a young quarterback is more work than just playing a young quarterback. You know what I mean? Like playing a young quarterback is I'll give him a preseason game. Hopefully after a month, he'll he'll kind of adjust to the speed of things around him. But he has done everything at every other level. There is nothing else for him to do. Now all he has to do is play at this level, which honestly I kind of thought maybe that's what it is. All he has to do is play at this level. That's what I thought too. I I, I mean, I – it's what, well, whatever, and maybe play and develop. Maybe I'm I'm parsing words here, but develop is what we were talking about. And look, part of that is Kyle Shanahan. That is Kyle Shanahan's responsibility to develop him. But but here's the, here, here's the thing: when and you here's draft what a quarterback, I'll, develop him by playing, develop him in practice.
2: Either way, you have to develop him. All the people that are like, if you guys have these definitive opinions and you know running them up the gut and all this stuff, okay, like you said originally. Players on the team were not cool with this. Now, they're good guys, so they were keeping their mouth shut, and they were trying to go along with it. Why are you running them up the gut? Throw it every play. Okay, throw it 40 times. Have them skip half those balls and have a fucking mutiny on your hands with the big boys, with the core and the star power of your team. So it's like it's easy for everyone to say, like, here's what I know. I'll go down with the star players over, like, just skip. I had no problem with him continuing to run the guy. Why? Why? because that's all he can do. And everyone's like, well, he once said that he's not going to treat him like Lamar Jackson. And then he realized that he can't really throw. And right now they're trying to win these games. We just had a game in a, against Chicago, who I think is terrible, and they scored 10 fucking points. I, I just, I, I can't get over this argument that Kyle's some village idiot. Like, yeah, you don't think if he could just throw these passes that he had Jimmy do with Trey, he wouldn't have done it? You think he's just trying to do it out well, of spite? I do, think
1: it's, I do think he created this situation, so whether he's making the wrong play calls or he drafted a quarterback that isn't ready to throw the football,
2: I do think that's one way or but, another but, it's fair criticism. But, uh, I agree, but part of it is yeah. like he's not ready to throw the football. Like last year, he got to back up in redshirt and just learn and do it. Part of it was like thinking we would get an improvement – from the sure. what he got to do last year over the off season and in his mind clearly at practice and clearly with the most important people the teammates go we ain't seeing it that that's not our opinion that's not your opinion that's not that's that's the guys on the team which is not debatable when you factor in the rumors coming out that sure feel like real rumors and then their reaction to Jimmy Garoppolo I, I just don't see like what are the arguments of like he got screwed how did he get screwed because he didn't let him throw more Okay, let them throw more. What were they going to score 10 points again and lose to Seattle? Then all of a sudden have like Trent Williams come after the game like this is bullshit. Cuz like you said, you didn't think it was going to happen, but have him start 1 and 4. I, I it'd be hard to keep your mouth shut. It, it absolutely could have. It would have been to me inevitable. If okay, but But I don't think Kyle shot Shan- Not that here's game, but I just mean like I don't Here's the thing, John. I don't
1: Kyle Shanahan wasn't going to need a player to tell him Right. No, he didn't. But who's like to say Jimmy- that they haven't already talked about it. Right. With him and some guys. Who's to say him and Jimmy didn't already talk about it three months ago. The whole time he's been talking to Jimmy. Boy, Jimmy was happy to come back
2: to the 49ers for a reduced rate. Did you read Albert Breer? I think it was. Albert Breer doesn't do the MM quarterback quite anymore. It's like cut up into like little segments, which I would imagine makes a Sunday a little more manageable. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have to write at all, like all night. So I think they release stuff like after he talk. he talks to Jimmy. You know, probably like five o'clock. Writes his little blurb, throws it up. And one thing Jimmy said, I don't, I don't remember the date, but he's like, you know, about halfway through training camp, Kyle came to me and basically approached me with, in us, with the situation of, would you be? So this, did I don't think happened the way it's kind of been perceived. I think we all thought, you know, September one or whatever the date is, you know, right toward the end once they realized Jimmy. I think these conversations, guy, were happening much earlier in August when what was going on, the roller coaster of the training camp, because that happened. You and I went to enough practice, a couple were good, a lot were horrendous.
3: Horrendous. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on prize picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to league of legends and everything in between it's really simple to play you make your picks submit an entry in less than 60 seconds i'll do it at halftime of a basketball game and i also have some season-long more or less picks on mlb homers you may remember i've got less on otani homers this year we'll see and at halftime of your next nba blowout game just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast,
1: Um, yeah, yeah, they were, there were bad practices and good practices. Yeah. More bad than good. Um, did I, feel, I don't know if I felt that way, but enough bad ones that made you wonder like that's, like, that's the thing is like when people go like Donald here and thank you, Donald, Jimmy was a pick machine. Stop with the pile on of Trey. I, sometimes I get why people feel like it's a pile on of Trey. So are so his
2: teammates piling on him
1: then? No, too? no, no, no. But hold on, like I, 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 I just I understand how all of the, how all of it can feel like nit, like nitpicking of Trey. Um, but we've talked about this a lot. I don't think it's nitpicking of Trey, and I think specifically the play calling is the window into what Kyle truly thought, and I think now. You could argue again, like I, I'm saying, like you, you make all these arguments, even conservatively, like their reaction to Jimmy. Let's just say it was only because they loved Jimmy the guy and had nothing to do with anything else. Even then, it was pretty eye opening how happy everybody was for Jimmy Garoppolo on Sunday. And that doesn't mean here's Steven. Jimmy lost to fucking Colt McCoy. Shut up. I don't think there's any illusions about what Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling is what you get when you get 16 or 17 games of Jimmy Garoppolo, what that looks like, how stressful that is. But it's not about, is Jimmy great? It's just about, on a given day, what do they think gives them a better chance to win on that day? And here's the thing. Just because you think something doesn't mean it's true. Maybe they're all wrong. Maybe in 13 weeks, Trey Lance would have given them a better chance to win. Maybe they'll get to the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game, or maybe they'll lose in the first round of the playoffs, and it will have turned out that what they really needed was a developed Trey Lance, a more athletic quarterback. Who knows how this thing's going to play out, right? Just because you think, just because they think whatever. But if a lot of guys think it, a lot of guys who have been there, a lot of guys who have been through the wars with Jimmy, if the coach thinks it, that's not nothing, And observing that, which is what we're doing, like this conversation is about observing all of the signs that are out there. Doesn't mean that, you know, that anybody's piling on Trey Lance, even though I understand at least how some people get defensive about that. I think there's enough breadcrumbs here to reach some of these conclusions um, that we're reaching. How could, no, these are American dollars. How could you defend Kyle's choice of play calling? Do you not remember how? Kyle coached around Jimmy's deficiencies in the 2019 playoffs. He did it for Jimmy. Why not for Trey?
2: He literally. I think the point is, this is what he was doing. Yeah, for Trey's, he's an inconsistent thrower. The only thing he can kind of do right now at a pretty high level is run, but he can't run outside the tackles. So running inside the tackles in the zone read is the positive. And he had a couple, but on the play in which he got hurt, and the number one thing I question. And the only way I can learn this, I don't learn anything from practice. I mean, I I see physical attributes, but we judge you in this sport on game day. And there are only so many shots. So I can go to practice. I can think things. I immediately throw it all out the window when the game comes, right? I mean, it's just you have to because the only thing you get judged on in the sport from where we're sitting is on game day. And I think his instincts, which are understandable, are pretty bad. And it's like, listen, we all go to school. And if you do everything you learn in school, that's all you do, you will probably fail in whatever you do in life. If the the only thing that you operate on is what you've learned in a classroom on a whiteboard, and that's all you go off, you're just kind of a robot, right? Most people that are successful in business, like they take things maybe if they get a degree, but there's a reason that not every single multimillionaire and billionaire come from Stanford and Harvard. A lot of guys, shit, uneducated guys, gut instincts, having a feel for things. So well, no and and, with, and that that comes you with know,
1: experience. I think yeah. Instincts Sometimes we're like you're born with instincts, but you know the best barber in the world gave a bunch of shitty haircuts when he first started. I'm what, sure. that,
2: what I'm saying is you yeah. learn through stuff. My point is like you learn, you know, with your gut through based on previous experiences. And listen, we, we talk, we use Kaepernick as the example. Kaepernick was a master at the zone read. He, he when he gave he was the, the give. Maybe on the the actual, like where the defensive lineman stepped, it was like, you know, we teach him to hold here. But Colin could see the angle. Lamar, Jalen Hurts, who's going to play tonight. There's a there's an innate instinct to the guy playing the position. I watched Trey and I go, you've been on this before me because I kept trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And it's like, hesitates a little bit. And we're talking like tiny, tiny, you know, microseconds. But... That plays, I mean, that's the thing with that play, right? It's like, you pull or you give. And on the play he got hurt, like, everyone's like, well, the defensive end came out. He wouldn't have touched Ray Ray. If you hand it to Ray Ray, he scores. They're part of being a football player, and this is what Debo is so elite at, instincts. He's got it. And by the, to me, you don't gain instincts once you get to the pros. That's part of, like, high school and college, right? Debo had four years at playing SEC guys. Where a lot of times, when he went to play Georgia, Florida, Bama, right, LSU, his team was shittier. So, like the instincts he learned of just how to be the underdog in a game, and how to like, you know, I don't have the guy blocking for me might miss, and you just develop instincts, right? You you call football games, well, you have instincts when something happens based on you've been doing it for two decades. And I watch a guy, and this is the scary part, which I, I don't want to, you know, source guess here, but. Trent Williams, check Debo, Fred. They watch a guy. They go, I, you know, how, how's he going to learn the instincts when next week we got to fucking play Bradley Chubb and Justin Simmons? Like it's hard to, that it's hard to learn. Inst- you can improve, but like if you don't have like the basic thing that you kind of get from playing ball as a sixteen-year-old and as a twenty-year-old, which he just didn't play that much. Like let's face it. I think we all try, and I there's a talent there. I'm not saying the guy will never become a player. But I think there are a lot of red flags right now moving forward that if you were going to gamble, if you had to put your own hard-earned money, is the guy ever going to become a star or trend to not be a good player? I think we all know where the overwhelming majority of people would put their actual cash right now based on what you've seen. But, but I don't I think-,
1: think that's a good measurement. Four games of a quarterback. We've seen quarterback Jared Goff and Carson Wentz look like they're on the right track after one year, right? After two years for sure. I, I think what it's an example of is that, and I'll speak for myself, what I thought was a great situation. But, the, but those
2: two guys are easily still starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I
1: understood. My point is that four games is like nothing of a sample size when it really comes to the grand scheme, and that the reality is not all four games are created equal for franchises. There is no such thing as a moral victory for the 49ers. For the Bears and Justin Fields, there are moral victories. for the te- for the For the Jets and Zach Wilson, there is such a thing as moral victories. That doesn't exist for the Niners. And so, what I thought was the best situation for a young quarterback, a team with a lot of talent around it, maybe in hindsight's actually a really bad situation. You for weren't alone.
2: You ever, most people bet
1: on him to like. I thought it was the best situation for him, John. But as crazy as it is to say, you know, I don't want to name any. Of the, I don't want to say the Jets was a better situation or the Bears because those those quarterbacks have their own set of challenges that's going to make life miserable. But it was, it was probably the one. you have situation to play, you know? I mean, unless you're... Like, the Rodgers one was unique because nobody thought... You know, there was no, like, Aaron's got to play in a year because Brett... That one kind of fell in their lap, so they just drafted Aaron Rodgers and whatever. If they had drafted Aaron Rodgers number one in Green Bay that year, it would have been a different dynamic. Maybe that would have been the ideal. The Niners win the Super Bowl last year and no one tries to replace Jimmy. You go, fuck it. Trey's just going to have to sit another year. They just won the championship. Whatever. I don't know. But... My point is, I agree with you. I think most people would bet against, but I think there's a lot of people that would bet for. And I don't know that either one of them's right. Like the guys played not even four full football games.
2: I, I'm not calling the guy a bust by any means. You, you can't be a bust when you haven't played. But my point is, his success and ability to fit in here, it's pretty clear it's not ideal. And I don't see what changes next year. I mean, unless Jimmy gets hurt and they have a disastrous season. But if they have a successful season and they are a playoff team, just a playoff team, whether that's the seven seed or the one seed, if they go to the playoffs, I, I just have a hard time because we know the core group of guys is going to be back next year. Trent Williams, Fred Warner, Juszczyk, Debo. Those guys are going to be on the team next year. What changes? That's my thing. Like, I, That's what I envision. I don't what know. This team has had enough curveballs along the way. But my, my point is what changes with like this the old, like now he's ready after he had, in fairness he's not going to be able to do anything for 6 months. Like what now how's he going to improve? I don't know. So this the the the, the locker room not our takes cuz we're our, our takes are just based on their takes. Our takes are based on these guys opinions right after we've judged the playing like they're coming up we're reacting to the team's opinions and their reaction to their two quarterbacks. And so if they have another 10-win season and they win a playoff game, they're going to have open arms for Trey Lance? Because let's face it, he didn't win the job. He got handed the job, which you could say happens a lot. But there's a reason if you think about the last, like they didn't try to do it with Justin Fields. They didn't try to do it with Zach Wilson. They didn't try to do it with some of these quarterbacks, not named Trevor Lawrence, because you just wanted a like, guy to earn the job. Mac Jones beat Cam Newton out, remember? Beat him out. And, and Bill, like, cut him at the very end, but he beat him out. There was no, like, part of football, you draft Evan Mobley. Obviously, Evan is really good. But the moment, like, he just gets to start. Like, that's the way it kind of works in basketball. And it works in a lot of positions, too, right? I, I draft Nick Bosey gets to start. Quarterback's a little different. I think it's why us as fans, and I'm guilty of this, we push at that. Like, just get this guy out of here, start this guy. Their locker room, like, that's... The mutiny. Now, I'd argue on shitty teams, who cares? That's not Kyle's thing, and Kyle just rigged it for him, and they did. They rigged it for him, but in a weird way, like Jimmy being around. No, he had to agree to it. Looking back, I wonder if they kind of liked it, you know, because it it like kind of kept a little pressure on Trey in a weird way. Pressure on Trey because he wore at least put him. him in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. But he did not win a job. He did not win a job. And, like, Trevor Lawrence would have won the job, right? If Trevor Lawrence was running, he would have beat him out. Like, this guy it's understandable because he's his project. He needs work. But, but like I've always said, I, I am enamored with talent and, and big arms. So I like Trey Lance-type guys. But a lot of those type guys historically don't work out. It's very, very difficult. Right. Well, but We're, also
1: a lot of the guys with bad arms don't work out. Just most of the guys that play this position don't work out.
2: Yeah, it's a very hard thing to play the position.
1: Yeah, it's the, the, but, the but like
2: when you watch Jalen tonight, he's a great example of this. He does not nearly have the arm talent Trey Lance has. He does not have a powerful arm where he can separate himself. And why I think he's become a really good player, he is such a great runner. Why? Because his instincts for being a football player are elite and you go well shit I mean where do you learn Saban and Lincoln <laughs> I think he's also a little different physically uh, uh, but right? my point is though like, like his instincts as a football player I think Kyler has this too like I, I just watched Trey and that, that would be my biggest worry moving forward is like he's still like he's never probably going to be you know Pete Peyton Manning or Phillip Rivers accuracy wise or Drew Brees is he ever going to, where's he going to develop instincts running? Cause that's got to be a point of it. Like Russell, early on before he became like a pocket passer, well, he's kind of struggling with that now. Wouldn't you say Russell had just elite movement instincts? And I think that to me worries me about Trey as much because the accuracy, like he would hit some big plays, like if he kept playing that. But it's like running has to be part of his game. Cause if you're going to be a little inaccurate, I, I can't have you throw every play. So if you're a mobile guy, I want you moving around. And I feel like, his instincts on that, in my, listen, scouted for a couple years, watched the game. It's how I feed my unborn children, watching this sport. I, I think his instincts are terrible. And I, I would say, it's like Howard Mud taught me. He didn't teach me. He told me this, and I've just, I use it because it's true. You, if you're not strong in college as an offensive lineman, just because you can add five reps to 225 from 22 to 26, you're not going to be any stronger as an offense. Op- your Your play, Trent Williams, was powerful at twenty. Now he might be weight room stronger now and bigger, but his he was powerful as Quentin Nelson. Some guys aren't powerful. McGlinchey's power was questioned, like it's true power. You know, and I think instincts, DBs, like you, you're not an, you don't have poor instincts as a DB in college, and then come to the pros and get good instincts. You get coached better and be in better position. But like, I, I would guess I, I didn't really know much about him. I does Watson. He probably has pretty good instincts, right? Who's that? Uh, the the dude from Washington State that's on the Chiefs. Oh, Jalen Watson. Yeah, a lot of the Washington guys, I would say, that have become good DBs. Byron Murphy. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of McDuffie. Like, it felt like those guys are pretty instinctive players. A lot of DBs, they have like the attributes, like six foot, four three. The Washington guys tend to not actually be that tall to yeah, Baker, you, right? Yeah, isn't it, isn't it Murphy? Wasn't he like five of ten Shorter. or five eleven? So, but they're instinctive. Yeah, they're not. very. I would say most people consider him like that guy's a good football player. That, that's a like. What do you say about Kyle Uchik? That guy's a great football player. Why is Kyle a good football player? Because he's just fucking good at everything. And what part of that is not just Kyle's not the strongest guy? You would say Kyle's not the fastest guy, but he's just he's an instinctive player and his knowledge of the game, but he's not like, he's a Harvard guy, so he knows where everyone's lined up, but he, the he's the opposite of a robot, right? He's always kind of like adding on the fly, like cutting a guy here, moving his body here. Joe Staley, who just had like elite instincts, like in space. I, I just don't know how, I, that to me would make me the most nervous on Trey. I'm not saying a guy's a bust. I have no fucking clue, but I, I watch a guy and I just go, I don't see instincts. Yeah, well, I
1: mean, we've watched four games. But how do you develop instincts? You gotta play. His his it, his life is harder now. I mean, his like a chance to succeed in the NFL. It's become more
2: difficult. But it's not over. I mean, who you know, you're like, how's it gonna look next year? God, if I know, who would have imagined this last year, right? I agree. I'm not I'm not acting like, but I just you can already envision if they make the playoffs, like how do you, you just rig it again for a guy coming off a major injury? It's a little weird.
1: Uh Jesse says the Texans game did happen last year. That was a must win game. He didn't run much in that game. Uh, do we really think he regressed and can't throw? Trey's running at a historically high clip. I No, I don't think he regressed it. I don't think it's about regression. I just think these are all such small sample size games. Like Tua just had a six touchdown, 460 yard passing game. It, there's a real possibility. I mean, Tua could become a pretty good player. And that's the greatest game he'll ever play from a statistical standpoint. But I don't think it guarantees that Tua is the starting quarterback of the Dolphins. Did Tua pass a test yesterday and now he can't? Be the guy that is something other than that. I don't. I don't think so. So I mean, yeah, Trey played really well against the Texans. I I would have loved to have seen a full season and had him have more sixteen to twenty three
2: for two hundred. When, when you say when you say really well, I, I just pulled up the box score. They were down seven three at halftime. Remember the first half was a debacle. Yeah, he, he had some good moments in the fourth quarter. Sixteen uh, to twenty three, two forty nine.
1: Okay, not really well. Whatever. I'm just saying. Even if you accept that he played really well, you'd go. That was a really good game. Like if you could say that. I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just saying. Say he had a really good game, you know, one really good game or three really good games. Most of the guys in the league could put together a few good games, right? That's not the the test. Is not a few good games. I don't think he yeah. regressed. I, you know, there's film
2: on him. We're also We're playing, playing the Texans back. there. Let's let's use the opponent, right? Yeah, they won four <laughs> games. <laughs> so it's like he if his it, I would say that game would have more merit in my opinion. If you're like, hey, you know, he he beat. uh you know, a Saints in a must-win playoff. One of the two games we're going to go to the playoffs. He beat the Rams. He he beat the Chiefs. You know, he beat the Texans, who had David Cully as their head coach. I'm not, I'm not, it sounds like we're being so negative. I I know, I know. We're just reacting. If we're negative, then what the fuck are the team? (laughs) I mean, are are they the biggest haters ever? It, It just feels like the only people that are, I'm not emotional about this. I would love him to be sweet. If he's not, I'll pivot. Like, that's football. This is the big league's, this is not like not everyone's good enough. Cleveland Farrell got drafted over Devin White. Like he sucks. Devin White's a who knows, potential Hall of Famer. Like this part of the deal. You know, Zach Wilson, if he's not good enough, he'll get cry. Like, is it Trey Lance's fault? Maybe not. Like the 49ers misevaluated. But let's face it, it's pretty clear they their evaluation was based on potential and the human, which we you and I like too. Like, how could you not? High level guy, super smart. But there's been a lot of super smart guys who sucked. Sucked would be strong. It'd be hard for him to suck, but he's been injured a lot now in a short time. He, he runs. He runs. Well, fuck! Isn't that part of the deal? Like he wanted a guy that could run. He's not. He, he's. This isn't Eli Manning here. Lamar Jackson. Everyone's like Lamar Jackson. He's earning more money. Why? Because he had a 80 yard run right up the gut. What are we talking about? Didn't Kyle say when he originally, we want Lamar Jackson with Drew Brees. What does that mean? I want an accurate guy that can run.
1: We spent a lot of time trying to build quarterbacks out of the best quarterbacks that play the game. But who was really this guy's hopeful comp? I mean, let's face it. Josh Allen? Yeah. (laughs) Well, because Josh, partly because Josh Allen didn't play a lot of high level football, but they were not exactly the same. You know, I mean, that was a extreme, he didn't have to become, he doesn't, he doesn't have to become Josh Allen to be a successful NFL quarterback, right? But, I, but it's hard to see, like, who, who, Josh is one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks to ever play the sport. I don't think he's as twitchy as Josh Allen. I don't think his arm's as good as Josh Allen. And both of those things are okay. You can still become a great quarterback without having Josh Allen's arm or Josh Allen's twitch. So when you say it, it sounds like a like a shot. It's not a shot, but I'm telling you, it's, you know, the comp comes from the fact that here's the other thing with with comping to great quarterbacks is there's only a few of them. So, you know, it's like um who's – who's I read somebody's – I remember a few years ago reading somebody's scouting report, one of the Lance Zerlines, and it was like the comp was like Chad Pennington. And, of course, everybody hates that. It's like, I don't want Chad Pennington. It's like, well, not everybody can be comped to Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. You know who never gets comped as one of the all-time great quarterbacks who there, no one ever gets comped to? is Peyton Manning. No one ever gets comp to Peyton Manning. Why? Because he's a subpar athlete with an average arm probably when he came into the league and a below average arm for probably most of his career, right?
2: Yeah, I, I saw someone in the chat just said my, my comp form was Steve McNair, who's like over 6'2", was 225 pounds, who could move. I just went to Steve McNair. And remember, Steve McNair won an MVP and was very a mobile, really tough guy. To me, he was kind of like a his arm was good, not great, but he kind of had like a Farvian toughness to him. Like when I remember Steve or Steve McNair, I just thought like, this guy is just a war daddy. <laughs> and looking at Steve McNair, small school guy, Alcorn State, four-year starter in college guy, threw 122 touchdowns, full-time starter from the moment he got there. And the other thing is, McNair was initially offered a full scholarship. This is in 1991, so Steve Spurrier, to University of Florida to play running back. Remember, he was offered, I think, you know, Minnesota potentially to play safety. So McNair, big-time athlete. They didn't think he could play quarterback. But then he went, and he just developed for four years, got to a smaller school. But just can you imagine the reps, and he he started uh, 30, 41 games at Alcorn State. Like, just imagine, it might have been some games in front of 2,000 people, but just McNair – RIP, I bet if he would say, by the time I was in my fourth year in the NFL, I had just been playing so much football. Yeah, no, you're right. But I also think there are so few
1: successful, like the percentage of guys that are successful, like you tweeted that video last night, or you sent it to me, you texted it to me, of Norm McDonald saying that statistically speaking, based on the percentage of the world's population that Tiger Woods had sex with, it's the percentage is so small, like .0000, 00000 that it's actually statistically 0%. That, he's, he's very, that he was a faithful husband, right? Yeah. It's one of Norm MacDonald's jokes. Statistically, the percentage of quarterbacks, we know the great quarterbacks. We all have the list, our top 10 quarterbacks. But really, statistically, the percentage of guys that become NFL great quarterbacks, starting with like all the college quarterbacks, right? Which is like 200 guys a year that play in college. Every year, 200 guys a year. Statistically, the number has to be close to zero, right? Of the guys that become great NFL quarterbacks. So anytime we have a comp, it's like, well, let's comp Steve McNair. Let's comp Josh Allen. These were these are the extreme outliers to the point that really it's almost impossible to comp guys. Because what you're saying is, I think the closest thing to a supernova shooting star that this guy is, is a combination of this shooting star and this shooting star. Even though both of those guys are like statistically non-existent. That's how rare those two players are, right? And all he really is is he is him. So even if he had the exact same path as, as, as Josh Allen or the exact same path as Joe Burrow, he would still be a completely, different, a, a completely different person, one of one. Like the Tom Brady Under Armour commercial where he's like, I heard they said you're the next Tom Brady, but really you're just the next you. It's an absolute fact. Like no matter how much a guy walks like another guy, or looks like another guy, or throws like another guy, or has the same experience as another guy, played as many games, same completion percentage, whatever. Ev- there are so many variables in all of this. So, like, here's Kyle. So you guys are saying Trey Lance sucks now after just a few games and an injury? Wow, I, you guys I, don't make any sense now. I, I can't. I I, I just. No, here, here's what I want to say. Something real about that. And I'm not. I'm not reacting emotionally to that comment. No, that's not what's happening. Go back and watch our videos from last year after Trey Lance played. People thought we were too harsh on him then, right? You remember that? Yeah. And it wasn't about too harsh. It's just what you're trying to do when you draft a guy third overall is hit a fucking bullseye from 3,000 yards away without a scope. And you don't know the wind. Like, that's how hard it is to hit. And that's what they're trying to do here. That's what they're trying to do. And so – Yeah, I guess some people will call it nitpicking. I wouldn't. I would just say it's a constant, ongoing, evolving evaluation. And to this point, if you had to give him a grade, without question, it's an incomplete. But I also completely understand why some of the guys in that locker room or Kyle Shanahan would go, you know, I know we invested a lot here, but we don't have time to do this right now. And by the way, that's not what happened. He got hurt. It's not about we don't have time. No one made the decision. It wasn't like he was getting benched. That's not what happened at all. No. But I understand why some of those guys might feel that way. I can see it. I can kind of get it. As somebody who advocated last year and all offseason for Trey Lance to play, because I understood that a game and a half or two games was not enough evaluation time for him last year. And tsunami game against the Bears and a series and a half against the Seahawks was not enough time to really have an idea, to know what you had. But in the Malcolm Gladwell snap judgment that we have to this point, to say incomplete, like, I don't know how you, know, you might say failing or somebody else might say passing, but how could anybody else, how could anybody debate at minimum? We're talking about an incomplete grade here. I, I, and it's not about saying Jimmy's be- I mean, it's Jimmy comes with his own set of stuff that they got to figure out. Totally right? Let's let's go. Let's go watch Josh Allen. Hold on. W- one second before you run away. Uh I want to I got to play this here. How can I push this button? Somebody gave us that somebody gave us 20 bucks. I wanted to read the comment. He, I can't put in front of you but I'll read it to you. I feel like the team is reject I honestly I feel like the team is rejecting him like a wrong blood type transplant. This has been for a lack of a better word a disaster. If people really think he'll be a stud at 23, I don't know, man. He needed more this year so hard i think his point is like a blood the blood type i think the point is like it just needed if it was gonna work it had to have more time which is probably that's probably if it had a chance of working it needs more time but right now it doesn't have more time and it's not it's funny we ended up in this debate john when it's not actually by choice you got hurt exactly you got hurt okay uh real quick i we didn't get to it today because we're out of time uh, Tuesday, I'm sure we'll get into the discussion about you know designed runs versus scrambles versus RPOs because I know that's a big part of like how do you assign blame if there is any on Kyle Shanahan. So uh, that'll be part of Tuesday's conversation. But anyway,
2: this double header is throwing me off, and it's like I realize oh, Josh you, you are player. you are just <laughs> well. I gotta I gotta watch this. I gotta watch Josh Allen play. You know? All right, later, But you, you only get night. 17 shots of these later.